What up? All right. So I think I think we got to jump right into, you know, primarily focusing on the NFC here. Um, we really picked apart the AFC, and I guess really picked apart the Ravens a lot there. Well, I mean, the Ravens are going to be another top team competing for the Super Bowl in the AFC. Right. But, but be, if, right. if we're moving to the NFC here. So I guess first question is because I think that consensus NFC West is the 49ers win that. NFC South, Saints win that. Those are probably two of the easier ones. And NFC North, I think the consensus is still that the Packers are going to take that. But the NFC East, who you got winning the NFC East? So, you know, before I go back to the NFC North here, with the NFC East, that's a really tricky one. I think we both agree that the Washington Redskins are going to be absolutely terrible. They're going to be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, they, they don't have a shot. I think the Giants are the next worst team, but they drafted Andrew Thomas. You have Barkley and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones looked really good, or I should say looked good. Bringing in Jason Garrett, I think, is a huge addition to that team. He, you know, a lot of people scapegoated him for all their problems. Yes, he, he should have been fired a long time ago in Dallas, not because he sucks, but because, you know, if you, if you don't, succeed eventually as a coach you move on and the problem was he was Jerry Jones puppet but I think Jason Garrett actually has a lot to offer I just don't think he had any control of, of his team in Dallas but I think the Giants are still a couple of years away from being a good team um, they need to you know load up on defense a little more maybe get another guard in there um, and, and probably a decent backup running back would be nice but I like Darius Slayton a lot if anger if Evan is have- healthy they did get Deion Lewis, man. Yeah, and De- you know what? Deion Lewis is a, is a decent addition, but I would like to see more of a reliable back. Um, but I like so I don't I don't think they're a threat. But between the Eagles and the and the Cowboys, the Cowboys are the best team in that division by far. And I think McCarthy being in Dallas is what's going to not that he's a necessarily a better coach than Jason Garrett. I mean he is, but I think that. You know, he's a quarterback-friendly coach, I guess. You know, with, with Amari Cooper and now CeeDee Lamb there and Michael Gallup's decent. You still got Elliott. You still have a great offensive line. But I think the departure of Byron Jones hurts them a little bit. Um, but I think most importantly, you know, the, the biggest question mark is Dak Prescott. If Prescott doesn't sign a deal, I don't think it's crazy to think that Dak Prescott says, fuck your franchise tag. I'm not playing this year. I'm going to wait it out till free agency next year, and I'm going to get paid a shit ton of money. Here's the thing, though. In that division, just because they have the Giants and the Redskins, who I think are both going to be terrible teams, I think the only people who are going to be competing for it are really going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think that even if Dak Prescott doesn't sign, that Andy Dalton could do enough for that team to bring them to the playoffs mm-hmm. because look at what, look at what Andy Dalton did with the Bengals. I mean, even last year when Andy Dalton was playing, it's not like he was horrible. I mean, he would still go out and throw for 300 yards. He didn't have AJ green. He made John Ross look the best John Ross has looked in his entire career. And 
you know, put together some decent offensive performances. So now you put Andy Dalton on a team that has a great offensive line, one of the best running backs in the NFL, and three stud receivers. I think that Andy Dalton is definitely talented enough to take a team like that to the playoffs. You know, it's not like it's not like we're talking about Dak Prescott leaves and you have Kyle right. Allen or Mason Kyle Allen. Oh my God, they would like they would have to shut down the city of Dallas. Exactly. Andy Dalton is a guy who can come in and do enough for your team to win, especially because the Cowboys actually have a pretty good defense too. They do. So, they had a lot of playmakers on that defense too. I mean, Jalen Smith, Van Der Esch, Bruce. Yeah, Van Der Esch is a is a beast. beast. Yeah, they. It, I I agree with that a hundred percent. If Dak Prescott doesn't sign, that's why they brought in Andy Dalton. They did not sign Dalton because they want a good backup. They signed Andy Dalton because clearly there is not any progress with Dak Prescott. We know that he didn't get the, the con. They offered him a contract. I think they offered him several contracts. He said no. They offered him a franchise tag. He says no. Now, Kirk Cousins weighed in on that recently and said, hey, man, take Take the deal because if you take two franchise takes like Cousins did, right? Dak Prescott's going to make just a hair under seventy million over two years. In two thousand twenty-two, I think it is, the new TV agreements all come out, right? So you're going to see the salary cap inflate a little bit. You're going to see players get more money. That's why Dak wants the four-year deal because in four years, players are going to start getting paid an astronomical amount, and so. Jerry Jones, by signing Andy Dalton, it was a good decision, right? Because you have a backup plan. You didn't just like if if they didn't sign Andy Dalton, right? And Dak Prescott says, you know what? I'm just I'm not I'm going to sit out of here, right? Or maybe he signs with the, the Skins or something, right? They would have just given Amari Cooper a lot of money, drafted Ceedee Lamb, and paid Ezekiel Elliott all for nothing, right? And, and same with Jalen Smith. And so bringing in Andy Dalton was a power move and a smart move by Jerry Jones. I think it was a smart move in the sense that, you know what, we can still win the division, at, even if they're 9-7, and seven, right? They can still win that division. And on top of that, I, I think Andy Dalton is good enough that they could make it deep into the playoffs with that roster because they, they have the far superior team in that division. It's not even fucking close. The Eagles are trash. But – I think, if anything, it's Jerry Jones saying, hey, you know what, Dak? I've built this team. I'm the richest person in the NFL. I'm going to do what I want. And that's been his downfall, right? That's been the Cowboys' downfall for, what, 15 years now is Jerry Jones does whatever he wants. But they did not bring in Andy Dalton to be back. They brought him in to win a division because there's clearly something wrong with their talks with Dak Prescott. The fact that he didn't sign a franchise tag, I think the fact that we're already this far into into spring going into summer, the draft has already happened. Free agency is over, right? I mean, free agency is really never over. Uh, but I I think there's a higher probability that the Cowboys start the season without Prescott than, than they do with him. See, I think that they're going to start the season with Prescott, but I think Prescott's going to realize that taking a little bit less money and playing for the Dallas Cowboys with the pieces that they have on offense right now is a hell of a lot better than playing for the Redskins or something like that. Because do you think anybody's going to come up to Dak Prescott and be like, hey, man, 
we just came out with this new Gatorade product. You as the as the quarterback of the three win Washington Redskins, <laughs> you want to be you want to be in here? Like, no, there's no way. Right. And also, if you're behind the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, you're going to get hit way less than if you play for oh, you know like yeah. the Texans or the Jaguars or basically any other team in the NFL. But also, like, look at all the teams that spent big money on quarterbacks some of them have been worth it but not that many like Aaron Rodgers got a big deal obviously he's worth it because if he didn't play for the Packers they would they would be yeah yeah they would be tied with the um, Lions for the worst team in the NFC North but you look at Kirk Cousins it's like does Kirk Cousins really help the Vikings that much with how much they pay him I mean think about it if I don't I, I think Kirk Cousins is actually a pretty good quarterback He's pretty accurate, makes good decisions, but they never really put the team on his shoulders to win a game. I mean, you could come out there with a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I mean, they did it with Case Keenum. But the way that they're playing offense, where they just run the ball constantly with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison and do short dump-offs, think of how many quarterbacks are in the NFL that you could put on that team and have the exact same win total um, or probably more because you could use the extra money that you're paying that you're now not paying the quarterback to fill in other holes. Like they could get a better cornerback. They could go to the free agency and bolster their defense a little bit more of the offensive line. Yeah. And Jared Goff, the Rams can't even afford to pay any of their players anymore. Right. They, they can't pay Gurley or Matthews. Yeah. That team has just absolutely disintegrated. The Jacksonville Jaguars paid Nick Foles a bunch of money and then had a six-rounder come in and do all right. So then they offloaded the contract, even though I still think Foles would be a much, much better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. It just didn't make sense for the ja- for the Jaguars to pay a quarterback it, that much money, especially when you look at, like, the divisions that these people are in. Like, right. It the Vikings make any sense look at the, the NFC North and see Aaron Rodgers and – understand that if they don't have a high power quarterback, well, I guess like the dynamics of the time where, you know, if you don't have a high power quarterback, you're never winning this division because it's dominated by Aaron Rodgers. Just like the NFC South was essentially dominated by Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. And well, I guess the Panthers had Cam Newton too. So that actually they had a lot of good quarterbacks in that division, but the Bucks were never going to do anything. Right. You know, well, but then you look at you look at the Cowboys and it's like okay, well the I, Giants have an up and coming quarterback, but he still has a lot to prove. Yeah, and he's he, definitely he's definitely not in the running for the best or even the second best quarterback in that division. No, he's Dwayne he's, Haskins. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, Haskins ain't bad. it. No, Dwayne I, Haskins is a, is a bottom ten quarterback for sure. Yeah, I I I just think like Dak Prescott has outperformed and outplayed his rookie deal, which again, it's not the Cowboys fault. They took a chance on him late in the draft. Right. And he, he goes in for an injured Tony Romo and he plays really well. He has a good, not even good. He's a great supporting cast. That's a, the Dallas Cowboys have one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. However, I think from a, from the Cowboys perspective, from like general management ownership, like you've got to you've got to go with Dak like Andy Dalton might be good enough to get you some wins and get you in the playoffs but he's not the future and Dak Prescott's still young like i would have given Dak what he wanted because you're you're talking about a division where the eagles 
like I like Carson Wentz because I think he's a good athlete and I like that he went to an FCS school and you know all that. But like the Eagles have so many injuries and they don't have the defense. Their receivers are always banged up. I know they have Zach Ertz. They drafted Nelson Aguilar. Miles Sanders is a stud. But like the Eagles should not have won that division. And it came down to Eagles Cowboys essentially. And, and, and the Eagles were just simply better because the Cowboys choked. But I think in, in the NFC East, yes, it's the most wide open because I think like it's not crazy to think the Giants win that division. Now, it's probably not going to happen, right? Daniel Jones looked promising last year, but he didn't look good. He looked good enough. He just looked, what- I think he's just, it's just the fact that in the games where he played well, he looked so good. But then in the games where he played bad, he was awful. Yeah. And then I think that kind of just averages it out. But 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 you gotta remember he started the year as the backup to Eli Manning. So I think like that's a tough position. I know Eli's been really inconsistent over his whole career, but regardless, Eli Eli still got two Super Bowl wins, you know, and, and in those Super Bowl runs, not only did they beat Green Bay both times in Green Bay, and that's not a tough place that's or that's not an easy place to play when it's negative ten outside, but then he goes on to beat Tom Brady both times yeah. in the Super Bowl. So like I know Eli, maybe not the greatest quarterback, but that's still a big, those are big shoes to fill. And so I think, I think Daniel Jones looked good enough to, to be excited about the future, you know, with Saquon and Darius Slayton had a great rookie year. You're bringing in on that team. And if Ingram's healthy, he's a, he's a stud, but I haven't seen enough out of him the last couple of years, but like the Cowboys should absolutely win the division. And I think it's absolutely crazy to think you spend all this money, right? They dished out a ton of money. Jalen Smith, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, a shit ton of money. And then you don't, you don't round it off with, with the, the piece of the puzzle that completes it. Um, but going back to the NFC North, yes, the Packers are probably the best team in that division. Their defense is good. They still have some, some major flaws on defense, like their run defense and whatever. But like, their secondary is phenomenal with Amos and Alexander and Savage. Um, they bring in some good pass rushers. Uh, but offensively, like you said, as long as you have Rodgers, you're going to be competing in that division. I think the Vikings are still going to be a good team. But I think, and you'll like this, I think the Bears have the best shot at being, I don't know that they win the division because I don't know that they're going to do super well within their own division. But I think a wild card team in the NFC might be the Bears. I think that their defense is good enough. You add in Robert Quinn to the mix now on top of Khalil and Eddie Jackson and all those guys. I think they brought back Trevathan, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so they saw Roquan Smith and Trevathan at right. middle linebacker. That team that team is is definitely good. And like I, I think a lot of people were criticizing the Bears for taking Cole Komet. But we all see the Packers have been for how long have been desperately trying to get a tight end in there, right? Tight ends are vital because they block and they catch. And there's a reason why the Packers brought back Mercedes Lewis. Even though he's 36 years old, he's still a hog, right? So the Bears bringing in Cole Komet, I think, was a really good addition. They draft, they signed Jimmy Graham, in my opinion, because they knew they were going to draft a tight end. And I think, I know Jimmy Graham is obviously not very good anymore, but Jimmy Graham is one of the best tight ends we've ever seen. And having a guy like that on your roster is huge for rookies. I don't care what anyone says about his playing ability now. Jimmy Graham, 100%, is going to teach rookie tight ends on how to actually be successful. And 
Nick Foles, like you said many times, Nick Foles is, is a good system player, and I think that Nick Foles is going to be good enough in the Bears system to, to beat the Vikings and beat the Lions, right? They struggled oh, last yeah. year a couple times. You know, when Trubisky went down, they, they, they lost that game. But, like, Nick Foles in there and having Trubisky as a backup, I think you might see Trubisky play a little bit here and there because you know he can run the ball. He might actually find some use on that team next year, but David Montgomery well, is going to get more he, Last year he, like, stopped running, though. He wasn't – I mean, he he was dealing with injuries all, all year, you right. know, with his shoulder and things like that, but his rushing attempts were way down last year do you, than they were in 2018 think, when that team was, was good. Do you think with a different coach, Mitch Trubisky – like, just say you take, I don't, I don't know, let's say Andy Reid, right? I know Andy Reid's one of the greatest of all time. But say you put Andy Reid in that offense, do you think Trubisky continues to be their starter? Or do you think that possibly there's a, there's a chance that Matt Nagy doesn't have any faith in Trubisky? Maybe Matt Nagy just says, you know what, this isn't our guy. So, I think it's hard to say because if you look at a guy like Andy Reid that runs – uh, high-powered spread offense, obviously any quarterback is going to have better statistics in an offense like that than they would in almost any other offense because Trubisky does have talent. But if you looked at the plays that he wasn't making last year, it's not like it was because Nagy – I mean, Nagy had a lot of dumb play calls last year, but a lot of it wasn't because Nagy wasn't calling the right plays. A lot of it was because it was third down and Trubisky – is can't can't throw to his left, so he airmails it to you know Anthony Miller, or throws it over the head of Taylor Gabriel, puts it in the wrong spot, has a turnover in the red zone. There were several times where he missed a wide open David Montgomery. I mean, a lot of the plays that because sometimes a game comes down to you know two or three plays to where if they pick up one of those first downs, you know maybe they continue to drive score and then it flips the game and they actually win it rather than losing the game and then they come out you know a 10-win team rather than an 8-win team and Trubisky right. was not making those plays I was I was re-watching one of the games from last year I can't even remember which one it was it was later in the season though I think it might have been the Lions Packers when um I forgot, I forgot who the guy was it was like a third string quarterback for the Lions was starting it was on Thanksgiving and he actually played really well but at that time, I think the Bears were either 30th or 31st in third down conversions. They could not get the ball moving on offense, and it would just kill drives, and then the defense would come out and get completely gassed. So, I mean, I think that the reason why Trubisky was so successful in 2018 was because of Matt Nagy kind of creating some of those plays where he could either, you know, run pass option plays where he could either take it himself or he could throw the ball and then you have wide receivers who are wide open because you've got guys who either need to cover Mitch Trubisky running to the outside or Tariq Cohen coming out of the flat. And then, you know, you have Allen Robinson or Anthony Miller or Taylor Gabriel wide open. So I think that part of the reason why they brought in a guy like Jimmy Graham is just in case they need to bring Mitch Trubisky in, because I think that Nick Foles is going to be the starter. But the thing that an old man like the corpse of Jimmy Graham is good at is like finding soft spots in a zone, which right. is really important on third downs. You know, if it's third and five or third and six, 
Trubisky so many times hesitates to throw the ball downfield or to make a decision that it takes him a little while. And then he has to either dump off a short pass or run the ball himself. And a lot of times that didn't turn into anything. I think if you have a guy like Jimmy Graham, more often than not, he's going to be able to find a soft spot in his own and pick up, you know, five or six yards when a play breaks down on third down. But I don't think that Nick Foles needs something like that. So, yeah, I think that I think that a guy like Jimmy Graham would help out a Mitch Trubisky, but I don't think that Mitch Trubisky struggling last year was necessarily a product of Matt Nagy. I think that it was just something with Mitch Trubisky because there were, yeah, there were so many times where I was, you know, you could see a wide open receiver and Trubisky would either make the wrong read or just throw it out of bounds. I'm, I just, I think the bears have a good enough roster that they can definitely be a playoff team. I just think, I think the Packers are going to be too much like just having Rodgers there. Just, it's going to be tough, but like you also have in the NFC South, you've got the possibility of Carolina making the playoffs. I don't think they will. Atlanta still has a lot of talent. They could make it. Um, But, you know, realistically you're going to have San Francisco, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay right there. But that still leaves the NFC East, which in my opinion is the Cowboys and, and, that's it. I mean, that's the, that's the playoffs right there. Yeah, I could definitely see. I think that the, I think the Falcons are going to get a wild card. I'm not sure. I think that either the Bucks or the Falcons are going to get a wild card. I don't think that the Panthers are going to do very well, even though they have Teddy Bridgewater. And I mean, they still have Christian McCaffrey, but that defense did take some hits too. Mm-hmm. I just don't oh, yeah. think that they're, I don't think that they're going to have, and they lose Rivera. I don't think that they're going to have the kind of team that even, you know, is close well, to being a wild Luke, card team. Luke Kuechly retiring is, is crazy. I mean, that's he's one of the greatest linebackers ever. Right. And, and, and I think him, that oof. I think that the Falcons take a step forward because the way that they played at the end of last year with their defense is the way that I think they're going to start out this new year. And if, if they're – so if their defense can stay healthy and play similar to what it did at the end of last year – I think that the Falcons, you know, obviously they lost um, Muhammad Sanu, but that's not really a hit because they got Calvin Ridley coming into his third year, who I think is going to take another step and become, you know, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. But then they also bring in Todd Gurley, so they don't have a a busted-ass Freeman and the carousel of running backs they were using last year. And then you got Hayden Hurst, too, who I don't think is like a, a downgrade, a slight downgrade from Austin Hooper, but I don't think it's that big of a downgrade from Austin no, Hooper. I, I think Austin, that offense. Austin Hooper was a system guy, though. I think he was really good in that system. I, yeah. I still abs- like there was talk that the Green Bay Packers were going to go after Austin Hooper, and I like that, right? But when I saw how much Cleveland Browns paid him, I realized, holy shit, they're the only team that probably wanted him for that much. I mean, that's, that's Disgusting. a shocking amount of money. He's, he's a good tight end, right? We're we're talking about one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, tight end in the league. I just, I think Hayden Hurst is going to fill that void perfectly. Hayden Hurst is a good tight end, and he can block. Yeah, Todd Gurley to the mix. The Falcons. Everyone forgets about the Falcons, but I know that they've been bad since they lost the Super Bowl. But they still have so much talent on that team. If if Deion Jones and Keanu Neal are are healthy and and um, their offensive line can, can protect Ryan with Julio and Calvin in there and Hayden Hurst. 
that team could also make the playoffs. I mean, like, I, I know that everyone's hyped on the, the Bucks as they should be, but I don't think it's crazy that the Bucks missed miss the playoffs at like 10 and 6. I think it's a possibility yeah. that the Falcons go 11 and 5 and beat them out. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. I think that the NFC is going to be a lot stronger than the AFC. And I think the wild card teams that get in are going to be, you know, 10 and 11 team wins. I don't think you're going to see a, a nine win team in the NFC. I, 